Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is a show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, just whenever I finish a book I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. So joining me again today is Juliana, say hi. Hi everybody. And uh, we are going to be talking about a book which I've actually spent quite a while reading. Uh, or listening to because we've been away on our big summer trip every year we go away to the European Juggling Convention uh, yes. this is my uh, what 19th year in a row going to the EJC wow and uh, I think it's my 8th yeah well no, no you're 7th 13 you're 13, 13 14, 14 15 16 17 19 so it's your 6th 6th sixth. Sixth year your 6th sixth sixth EJC missed you're, one you're now, a, you're now a, a juggling celebrity everyone knows you from our vlogging Ooh, yeah. and our juggling <laughs> podcasting if you want to if you want to support that go over to patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge you can, you can check out our juggling podcast where we talk about juggling things um, and talk to juggling people and my of course you know on YouTube channel anyway enough of that kind of stuff um, while we're traveling I try and listen to audiobooks but it doesn't work because when I'm traveling by myself I can listen to audiobooks as much as I want and get through podcasts and audiobooks and then I'm uh, traveling with Juliana and we're mostly you know listening to music or some podcasts because we tried listening to an audiobook didn't we when we were oh, driving yeah. along what, 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 it was what called was Under the Skin and it was about s- so s- some alien weird. picking up hitchhikers in Scotland so or whatever weird. Um, we haven't finished it, really. No, we haven't finished it. We only got like two hours into it, and it's oh, like was an, it only two hours. Yeah, it's like a ten-hour well, audio. It felt book. like forever. <laughs> we got to yeah. I mean, it was quite a slow book to start off with. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Children of Ruin. Uh, that's the book that I'm going to talk about now. Okay. Which it took me a while. Like I say, it took me a while to get through, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Who, who um, wrote it? So this is by uh, Adrian Tchaikovsky. All right. And uh, and he has read a book before, what? right? Yeah. This is a, this is a second book in a series, and. Um, I remember talking to you about this so long ago, but let's see if we can, if I can remember what yeah. I told you about it. When I started off, we got into kind of a complicated or confusing conversation when, when I said what I really like about a second book in a series is when the author understands what I liked about the first book of the series and then gives me more of that. So, Which is generally not exactly the same story again. Well, that's the thing. It can be exactly the same kind of story again. But same kind, it's not... It's the same kind of story, yes, yes but not just um, more story with the same characters. And this yeah. is what annoyed me, like, a lot, which, you know, with Nine Fox Gambit, and sort of like, oh, it's Machinery as a Vampire. And I was like, no, what I liked about that book was one thing, which was the crazy world, the world building, being exposed to new ideas, yeah. you know, influencing um, board games and board game design with battles, with magic, with mm. calendrical, all this kind of crazy stuff. And then the second book is sort of like, oh, you like the politics, do you? And I'm like, no, no, I don't no, like no, the politics. No, the politics. Give me more of the space battles yeah. and the fun stuff. <laughs> and they're like, oh, politics it is. And I'm like, no, no, go back to the other one. Yeah. And, uh, and the same with like um, the Broken Earth trilogy. First book, absolutely amazing book. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, because it's like these three different characters doing these things and someone's having pirate adventures and someone's doing the Harry Potter growing up in a in a magic school and somebody else is doing I like post-apocalypse. Yeah, it's a really, really good first book. Yeah. And then the second book is like, you remember the most depressing stuff in the first book? We're going to do that, but without the fun Harry Potter magic school stuff and without the pirate adventures. And I'm like, no, give me the Harry Potter magic school and pirate adventures bit. And they're like, no, just the depressing yeah. post-apocalyptic and stuff. And this happens and like, oh. so often yeah. that you, you read a first book and then and then you really enjoy the setup and the, the, yeah. the whatever, the, the characters are great yeah. or, or the story is fun. 
And then the second book concentrates on something that I was totally not interested yeah, in. Yeah, uh, so often it happens in fa these fantasy books. They're like, oh, not just fantasy books, but all these kind of things. Like, someone starts off and they are the underdog. Great, great, great. And at the end, it's sort of like, well done. You get a prize, your prizes, you're now powerful. Or now you're rich. And they're like, hey, you enjoyed that character, didn't you? Yes, I did enjoy that character. Here's the same character again, being rich and powerful. And I was like, I nah, kind of... I wanted the underdog yeah, story. Yeah. Why not give me more of the underdog story? Because that's what I was there for at the start, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, which so, you got confused when you were saying, "Oh, so what you liked about, um, oh, you know, the reason why you didn't like the second Wayfarer's book because it was more of the same." I can't remember the exact point, but I was like, "No, in that case, what I wanted in that in that one was we're having some like Firefly slash space yeah, adventure exactly. with this this crew." And I was like, "Yeah, I would totally read another book like that." And they're like, "Oh, actually, what we're gonna do is like a, a, a tedious book about exploration of what it's like to be a, a, a hidden AI in in the world." And I was like, "Nah, that isn't actually wanted." To be honest, in that case, what I because I, I wasn't there for the character development, mm. you know, in that book. I was there for fun, you know, like we go from this planet to this planet and we have episodic adventures along yeah. the way. And I was like, yeah. "Give me." more of that and they're like yep. here's a single boring story spread out of a whole novel and I am like I'm out so again yeah. sometimes I do I do just want more stuff with the same characters as long, yes, weirdly enough, also, as long as there's not too much character development. I know that's a strange thing, but yeah. I don't watch James Bond movies for character development and interesting plot development. And recently they've been like, oh, let's make it all moody and let's make it, let's tie all the bad guys together let's and, and Spectre was behind this and Spectre was... Yeah. Let's show that uh, James Bond is, is a human. Yes, and and I was like, no, that, just no, no yeah. we don't want to know that. Yeah, we just so, want the charming... Mis slightly misogynistic slightly. Uh, action <laughs> yeah. shooty guy. Yeah, so sometimes sometimes what I want is a completely different thing for the second book because the thing that I liked about the first book is that it was completely different. Yeah. So what I want from the second book is something again completely different. Yeah. And what I don't, and, what, and sometimes what I want is just more of the same but like with the same characters like the Agent Cormac which is like Space James Bond I'm like yeah he's a and you know in the same with um, Mission Impossible it's like Space Mission Impossible yeah. get the crew together yeah. do the heist yeah. thank you that's yeah, what like I wanted in, like in, in Firefly yeah, that's what exactly. we got we got the little episodes we got yeah. to know the people yeah and uh, uh, more yeah, of that more yeah. of that so, that's fun so what I was trying to explain about this book is that it started off and I was like I am so nervous because the first book was so good, which is about... Uh, What's the first book The again? first book is called Children of Time. And it's this. When did Some, it come out? Uh, like two years ago or something. Oh, no, it's, it's, a, it's a recent, a recent book. book. Recent okay. book. Yeah, you'd enjoy it, I reckon. Um, but what it is, is you turn up at a planet... Oh, no. Slightly beforehand, they've worked out at the Brin Institute, which is a fun science fiction... Uh, uh, reference to yeah, Uplift. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he wrote the Uplift novels. The yeah. idea being, hey, we've got humans here, we're intelligent, we want some companions. Why don't we make monkeys intelligent? Mm. Why don't we make dogs intelligent? Why don't we make dolphins intelligent? Mm. So the Brin Institute in this book um, comes up with this technology which infects the minds of uh, an organism and kind of accelerates their intellectual development. Right. So... Uh, the idea being that they arrive on this new planet and they're like, hey, we've, we've come across the stars. It's taken us generations to get here. Yeah. And now that we're here, we've only got a few humans, but we can seed the planet with apes, but then intelligent apes, which will um, be uh, have this virus in them, this, you know, this Brin virus. Yeah. It's not actually what it's called, but let's yeah. just say it's the, it's the uplift virus. Okay. And then they'll all, you know, start farming it. And then we can turn up and guess what? Hey, we've got like a, a, a t perfectly terraformed environment with, you know, uh, like... Let's you know, make uh, apes of, work for us. 
Hey, that's the idea. Yeah. And um, so they, uh, so it's called Kern's World because Evrana Kern is the is the scientist who gets there, yeah. and she's like, "All right, that's good. I'll send this down here, and uh, the apes are gonna think, and I'm gonna be up here in cold sleep. I'm gonna come out every thousand years, check on the progress, <laughs> then go back into cold sleep for another thousand years, come okay. out again, check on this kind of stuff." Um, unfortunately, the, the apes all die off, and spiders get infected. So then you oh, have no. intelligent spiders getting okay. getting on this stuff. So, and then it's told over a really long time about how these spiders develop their um, society, and it's spread over like part of it spread over can, long, long, can long, they, long like, time. Talk amongst each other. Well, how do spiders communicate? Uh, uh, yeah, um, I tapping. just I just tickled uh, Yuliana's leg and tapped on her oh, leg. Oh, so with, with like movement of legs. Yeah, but you know, if you it's like moors. Well, you know, I'm on this side of the web, you're on that side of the web, and, and I tap the web, and you're not hearing me, and yeah. you're not seeing me. Of course, but spiders do have like eight eyes or whatever, yeah. or six eyes, but you're hearing it with the tapping of the legs, so right. they should communicate by tapping their feet on like the ground. Morse code. Yeah, a bit like Morse code. and posturing, sort of like the, the shape that they put the... Yeah. Bit. So that's that novel. I mean, that sorry, that's the setup of that novel. But um, what, uh, what I really liked about it is this development of a society. Right. And a civilization spread over a long time, like this long view. And each generation that they talk to, they say, this spider is called Portia. And this one, and, and they keep saying, like, this generation, this is this generation's Portia, you know, long, like, this is, like, and he just uses these names assigned to different spiders, you know, thousands of years apart, just yeah. to kind of sh- say what their base personality is. This is the ex- exploration kind of spider, you know. Yeah, so it yeah. doesn't matter where they're from. It's just like, that one will, will always be called Portia. And the scientist kind of one will always be called, you know, whatever name, yeah, yeah. things like that. But, um, but the, the, because it, it went, like, across uh, apes and then the spiders got infected, they don't know that the development came from the humans. Well, th- that's part of the story right. about there's there's uh, there's someone in orbit around the planet mm. looking down at them and kind of guiding their... Uh, like their god. Uh, yeah, like, like their god, but does she understand that they're spiders and not apes? You know, all this kind of stuff, because she's like, like in a computer uh, simulation. Uh, lots of stuff going like that. All right, so sounds fun. So w- what I loved about this novel is that it started and it was like, hey, oh, no, let me put it this way. What I was really nervous about this novel is that they would do Children of the Sky, which is Verna Vinci. Hmm. And Verna Vinci did this amazing novel called um, Fire Upon the Deep. And it's, and I bet you've read it, amazing novel about dog-like aliens, which their intellects yeah, like, are spread yeah, on over. The, on that planet, yeah, right? they're, they're, and, yeah, they're on a planet, lots yeah. of humans on the planet, but what we love is there's zones of thought, big space, like sci-fi, you know, space opera stuff going on outside. And then on the planet, you've got these humans there, um, but, uh, you know, humans come down and land on the planet, but there's these weird aliens, which are dogs, and their intellects are spread out over different Isn't minds. Isn't the kids? Yeah, there's some kids yeah, yeah, there yeah, and stuff like kids, that. Yeah. And then he said, oh, let's do a follow-up to that book, mm. not Deepness in the Sky, I'll talk about that in a second. But then he was like, let's do a follow-up to that, and we won't do all of the science fiction, space opera, amazing stuff out in the zones of thought. Not any of that. And all the really great characters that you know who are these aliens, whose intellects were spread out, which yeah. you really enjoyed spending time in their minds yeah, yeah, and yeah, doing yeah. that kind of stuff. We won't do anything like that. We'll just have some adventure with some <sighs> human children being surrounded by aliens. And I was like, no, no, you didn't understand what I wanted. And it's a terrible book. It's a really bad book. Because he misunderstood... He thought I liked those characters in the first book, which I do. I mean, there's interesting characters there. But what I really liked about that first book was the exploration of alien minds and zones of thought and all of the other kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, hey, remember these boring children characters? Let's just spend more time with them. I'm like, no. So what I was really nervous about this book, they're like, hey, remember these spiders from the first book? Let's just spend some more time with them and they're just going to go on a, you know, a politics adventure or, you know, a politics story. (laughs) Let's let's introduce... uh, um, more like 
like let's explore the politics of the spiders. Yeah, that, or yeah. They, like the sp- uh, spiders. How do they fight battles against humans? And it's yeah. all like, yeah, but I, yeah. like I've done lots of I've, I've read lots of books where humans fight against gribbly aliens. Yeah, so that isn't happening. What they do is they're like, hey, you remember that they sent out these um, this uh, research vessels and these mm. terraforming vessels? Mm. They didn't just go to one star. There was a whole fleet of them, and they all went out to different they all went mm. out to different planets. So what happened over on this planet? And it just starts off, and they're like, "Oh, great!" And there's a new there's a new crew of people who turn up with some new, um, uh, you know, with some different approach, a uh, different approach, yeah. different characters, different scientists. And I was like, "This is exactly what I wanted," because yes. what I wanted was not the same <laughs> thing as before. But similar, but similar ideas, but with different alien minds. Like yeah. now, I don't. I know how spiders think. I know how spiders communicate. What are we going to have this t- time? And there's actually two different things that turn up. Okay. First well, they turn up to a planet and they find some alien life already there and they're like, oh. ah, well, we can't terraform that planet because... It's already you. Oops, you know, yeah. like, that's already there. And Are so, these, like, conscious people? Uh, what, like the conscious aliens? things, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's issues with that in terms... Oh. They turn out and they think, oh, nothing here can think, nothing can do anything. But actually, there's this kind of slime mold, which is these tiny little organisms which actually have memories. Right. And they infect... They, they get those memories by infecting other creatures so it's and like taking Solaris? them. Bit Solaris-y, but yeah, it's a bit weird. So they can get into people's brains, like yes, infecting like, people's brains. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, they go, oh, okay, there's another planet next door. It's covered in ice, but if we melt all the ice, we'll have a we'll have a, a water planet. A water planet. Uh, and one of the guys is like, hey, I already I already have some octopus. The octopus, they they're really good. They take things apart. They're really curious. They um you know they're really good at you know they can fix things. They can you know what we need is a population of octopus down there. Okay. Um and so he gets. His, his pet, Paul the Octopus. Uh, well, yeah, Octopus. Paul is becoming like a default name Paul. for Octopus. Anyway. Isn't that one of the, one of the uh, octopuses? Octopuses? Octopi. Octopi. There's lots of discussions that, that about what is the correct, what is the correct, um, octop- uh, what do you say? P- octo- the plural of octopus. What is it? Octopus. Oct- it's, it's actually octopuses. Octopuses? Octopuses. Really? Octopay. Octopi. Octopus. I thought it would just be octopus. One octopus, two octopus. Yeah. It's octopus. Well, actually, I, did, I can't remember exactly which ones are correct, but in the book, there's a bit of discussion about what is the plural yeah, yeah. of octopus? I like that because this um, is actually what the, the reader themselves yeah, are thinking. Like, and is so it, is it I always like it if people, if, if the authors then yeah. get in advance it's what good. the reader will think. But, but I was wanting to get to uh, the the prediction octopus. Isn't yeah. that also called Paul? Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, the, the one that predicted all the, the, the World, World Cup, Cup match, yeah. who wins all the World Cup yeah. match, which is, yeah. Paul the octopus, and then he came back a few years later, and they're like, "Here's Paul the octopus doing it again." Turns out, I think it was a different octopus because octopus—they only live like two and a half years. Or oh, three really? Years. Yeah, that's one of the reasons they why their like intellect old? doesn't. Yeah, and like the same with cuttlefish. Cuttlefish super intelligent, mm. but only live for like two years. Oh, that's so a shame. one of the things that they do is sort of like, "All right, let's infect it with the Brin virus and make it, and make long it longer live and yeah. stuff like that." But, so it, they, but the octopus also can't audibly speak. No, because they live underwater. So they change color. Yeah, they they communicate by showing each other different colours. So here's the thing, I don't want to actually go into all the crazy stuff. I've talked to you a bit about all the different things about the octopus. Yeah. um, And what makes it... Because that, in the end, is what a lot of this book is about, or a big section of this book is about. Yeah, that's the Um, fun. Is the fun of this book is that's what I wanted from the first book and it gave me that with spiders and mm. then this book is sort of like ah now let's do the same kind of thing but with another eight-legged creature but octopus oh yeah they also uh, have octo- lots of legs yes in this case they also have eight, eight brains octo- oh, well oh. They, they well they have a main brain and then each one of their legs is con- um, 
controlled by like another nexus of nerves right so and they can kind of work Sub-brains. independently so in the same way that humans have a left brain and right brain you always talk about are you a left brain person or a right brain person yeah. and there's lots of messages that zip in between the two oh, sides yeah. of the brains um so yeah that's what happens so it, this it, is it, as if in our it, limbs brain, our limbs just do would, stuff would do stuff yeah like randomly just like yeah, like. <laughs> but and also there's this whole thing which I really love about it is they call it the reach. You know what's within the octopus's reach, and anything inside their reach they're thinking about because it's sort of like within their reach. So it's not like. But they're not actively thinking about what they're seeing. They're thinking uh, about what they're touching, and when right. they communicate, they can do stuff. But also they'll wrestle with each other, and like all of their, all of they're communicating with all of their limbs mm. to the other person, like with mm. their pressure and stuff, mm. and the way that they control computers and stuff. They have like these things, and it looks like they're just wrestling because they're like. Going, and stuff. So, what I really loved about this book, or a lot of this book, is where it talks about how do octopus societies evolve when everybody can see what you're thinking all the time. Imagine yeah. that. Like, if ah. your emotions are just on your skin. Oh no. How does everybody decide what's going so on? You have to be either always really, really uh, honest, or you you just have to live with people knowing or or here's the thing or you change your mind to become right so what they have is all the time if there's too many octopuses around you never know how any one of them will end up acting and things so it's really weird but this is also reflected Mm. by what's happening inside the octopus because Mm -hmm. they can just kind of start thinking about something they'll use two legs to kind of hold on to something and keep themselves you know you know working looking at the computer or working with something Mm. and then they'll have all the rest of their legs uh, working on the problem and they and when they actually solve the problem they don't know how they solved it so here's the thing rhyme like what rhymes with bed go shed shed why did you say shed no, it came to my mind where did it come from into bed. your mind uh, you said bed and why did you say shed i don't know why didn't you say Fred? Why did you say another? Fred. Why did you say another household inanimate object well, kind of location like in the house? In, in my brain, it's kind of like uh, like put in next next to bed, like yeah. you know. It's, it's in, like you've already next... got it slightly other. But yeah. why not Fred? Why not said? Why did you say another object said. and not another like like? Why didn't you go to said like a grammar word? You know, not a grammar word, but like mm. a joining word. Why didn't you go to all these other kind of words? Why well, did because you... they, they like uh, probably because my brain, yeah. you know, it works like an archive. Yeah, and so and of course goes, similar words go in similar thing. places. Why didn't you? Why did you say something? Why didn't you say something with multiple syllables? Why didn't you go watershed? Watershed rhymes with bed, but you just went with one syllable. Yeah, but that like you know they're like rules about rhyming, and you always want like that. Yeah, exactly. Dum, but dum, you didn't. Dum. All of these things that I'm asking you now to explain why you said shed, you didn't think about them at the time. Your no, brain my has brain all just those rules. Decided. This is what I, well, the discussion that we're having now is not in the book, but things like this are talked about in the book yeah. via space battles and octopus politics Whoa. and that's what i want i don't want just a discussion about why did you say this like did that cuz you know i can have a fun dis- i don't mind a discussion about politics if there's space battles happening at the time like yeah. politics comes out of space battles or whatever comes out of whatever's going on i'm not saying there are space battles but you know in yeah. this book um, so the uh, what 
also what happens in this book, like I say, what I wanted was this other thing. But here's the thing. If it was just the same as the previous book, sort of like, okay, there's a human overseeing the evolution on a, a world that's being terraformed by, yeah. you know, intelligent octopus instead of this time spiders. If it was just the same story again, it wouldn't have been enough, it turned mm. out. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. But when the as when the book starts, I was like, so I'm so pleased he's doing the same thing again, but not just continuing the story of the previous characters, but exploring in a different direction. In a, in a different direction. Yeah. But then good. what he does about um, a quarter of the way through the book, he's sort of like, you know what? Let's bring back the spiders, and he does, and I'm like, because then what happens is that this, this spiders and octopus. Well, that's the thing. What happens is that the spiders do the, they swim? Uh, no, no. Well, again, there's issues about visiting a... How do spaceships work with... Here's a, here's a great story. I didn't want to go into all this detail because this is what I loved about the book. How does a spaceship work if the people... If the people... If the um, beings that are controlling the spaceship have to be in water? What's the ramifications of that? Well, we have other things. They are living big containers. Didn't we have that with no, the dolphins? No, talk about spaceships. Spaceships in space... And it's a big sphere full of water rather than air. What's yeah. the main difference about it when it's in space now? Uh, gravity? No, well, not gravity. Mass. It's really heavy. Oh, because like, it's... it's full of water, and water yes. is really heavy, and uh, air is really not. So uh... the International Space Station, if you want to nudge it around or anything like that, it's it's just a, an empty tin can full of air, yeah. and you can just go. You can spit air in one direction, and, and it, it moves. moves. Yeah. But if it, if that was full of water, it wouldn't weigh. Also, like, I didn't understand that uh, these creatures, octopus, uh, like that they made. Yeah. That they are clever enough. How did they even go to space? How well, did they manage? The point is, well, the point is that they already had technology left over from the humans who ah, were setting up the so, world. Oh, it was so like... they didn't have to discover space by themselves. Ah, Otherwise, they would have just stayed down yeah, right? in, in the water. They would yeah. have put their heads above the water and went, oh, no, we're down here. Yeah. You know, so, oh, that's interesting. So there are ways to get around it. But yeah, like the mass of a spaceship, which is full of water rather than full of air, mm. makes the space battles and the space stuff going on more Weird. interesting. Yeah. Like really good fun. But what happens is that... Um, Uh, Earth is kind of cut off with the, something that happens back on Earth tragedy back on Earth so these all of these different places are, are, are all isolated so that's why they could they, they're all left this is covered in the first book but they're all kind of isolated so there's not any influence over the thousands and thousands no. of years okay. of the, the humans uh, when the humans aren't there and it's just the aliens getting on with stuff by yeah. themselves And but a thousand of years later, when the humans from the previous world turn up, and, and the other ones, Cairn's world, which is where the spiders were, they get a they hear a signal from the space this from the octopuses and like, hey, let's go over and check it out. <laughs> so then we get the intersection of the humans and spiders who now have like a civilization together, left over from the first book, come over and explore what's going on with the octopus and right. also. The key thing is that there's also this life, which I mentioned before, this slime mold life uh, on on the planet Nod. They they're like, oh, we don't go there because it's too dangerous because it infects the octopus. And the octopus oh. have always been like, no, that that's banned. Nobody is allowed to go there. Yeah. You know. So they they have these two. They planets. all agree on that. They all all the octopus agree. Again, most of the time, all the octopus agree. Of and course. if people don't agree, then they're the enemy and they yeah, have to be destroyed. They're the you know? affected. So the, the humans uh, turn up in a spaceship uh. and they're like, now let's explore. And so you get like these, like this crew of humans and spiders coming in, interacting with the Wait, are the, the spiders in little, in little uh, capsules in the water? Well, that's the thing. How, again, <laughs> what, what happens if you get some humans in a spacesuit and a spider in a spacesuit visiting octopus? Spacesuit. See, this is I'm the thing. This is what I like about this book. And this is what I like about this, this author is that he's just like, all right, what we're going to do. Let's have these crazy ideas. But this is what I liked about 
um, Fire Upon the Deep, which is like, hey, let's do um, dog aliens whose intellects are spread out over wide things, plus space battles, plus like kind yeah. of like fantasy. It's kind of like a fantasy world yeah, where yeah. people are living as castles and there's like, um, you know, seal dog brain uh, stuff uh, yeah. spread out. Politics. How in, do politics work? Like, how does a, a road in a pack, work? In a pack of seal dogs. Yeah, and it's in the seal dogs, but because they communicate by what is it infrasound between them, if yeah. you get too close to anybody else. Yeah you don't do it so if there's a crowd it just becomes an orgy and there's like a massive orgy and like oh there's just a fight and battles are really weird and then they have all of their cities are really spread out because everyone has to live far enough away from people so So all the exploration goes on and I really like that and then Verna Vinci followed that up was like now let's do Deepness in the Sky which is going to be about um, a spider a spider like um, intelligent aliens who don't have any technology but are already intelligent and then humans come along and influence their technological um, mm. progress mm. and they're in space influencing so exactly it's kind of the same setup as yeah. Children of Time okay. so Children of Ruin does that it's sort of like hey what Werner Vinge that he learnt the lesson of deepness in the sky the follow up to uh, did he uh, write a third from... book who Werner Vinge yeah. yes Children of the Sky, which is the shit book, which he didn't understand what was we liked about the first two books. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's these first two books which were great because they were different enough that there was only one character that overlapped. It's really uh, confusing that the third Werner Vinge book was called Children of Of the the Sky, Sky. and these these books are Children of of Time time and Children children of Ruin. ruin. It sounds just like the fourth and the fifth book. But that's what I like about them because it, it it's giving me that Verna Vinge deepness in the sky, fire upon the yeah. deep, which is one of my fa- fire upon the deep is one of my favorite science fiction yeah, books it's, of it's all really time. Nice. Let me quickly look. See, I've got the episode list here. If I type in, oh, where is it? Um, what is it? Deep, fire upon the deep. Four point five stars I gave yeah. Vin- Verna Vinge's, and that was back in two thousand eleven. I yeah. think that was before you were on the podcast very yeah. often. So, but you read it since then. Mm. So if we if we now if you now read. Uh, a deepness in the sky. Mm. Read a deepness in the sky first, which is Verna Vinge, mm. and then don't ever read Children of the Sky. Only well, Children of Time. Then go straight on to Children of uh, Time, and then I, from Children of Time go on to um, Children of Ruin. Children of Ruin, because is these are really book good coming? books, which make what? Is there a third book coming? I don't know. Let's have a look. Uh, Children of Time number two. Let's click on this one. Well, if you said this is, uh, is this came out recently, the first book, and then this one. Yeah, the first book was 2015. The first book was 2015, and then this was published 2019. Oh, so. so. But but Fire Upon the Deep. Um, uh, no, not Fire Upon the Deep. Oh, yeah, Fire Upon the Deep is from, let me quickly look here. Uh, it's from the 70s or 80s. Uh, it's like 92 or something like that. Let's have a quick look on Goodreads. Oh. With that one, I can just link to it straight from here. Uh, oh, I clicked on the wrong link. I cl- clicked on oh, no. Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom. Let's go for the no. one. But anyway, Zones of Thought, number one. Let's have a quick look at this one. I clicked on Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom again. I, I think I might have... What are you doing? I think the link just might be the wrong link. <laughs> yeah, I've just entered the wrong yes. link. <laughs> I need to update that link. Yay. Um, yeah, good, good stuff finding that. Yeah. Anyway, the, uh, so 90. I was asking if there's a, a, a third book in this series. No, not, it's not been, uh, not been listed yet. So, do you think? There could be. 
And here's the thing, what I would really like is to have like, hey, remember what the, happened in the first book? We're going to start off the book, and the first quarter of the book is we're going to start off with a new planet, and then what we're going to do is about a third Bring of the way through, and then it's about a third of the way through, we're going to check back in with the aliens and the, um, and then and the, the spiders, and, and the spiders, the, octopus. Co- the spiders farm ants, and they use the ants, and the, 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 the ants' thinking power well, as the computers. the spiders use yeah. ants? Yeah, yeah, the oh. spiders are kind of uplifting ants, you know, so it's all this kind of uh. thing, and I'm like, oh, to be honest, what I really want is Verna Vinge crossed with um, David Brin uplift stories with just someone who's like a really good author. <laughs> so how, how what makes this? I mean, of course, there's the story and the the the, the way that he he writes cra- about crazy ideas. But how is his writing and his uh, his does he concentrate on characters? Like, is are well, there like? He has to take lots of shortcuts with the characters because it's really difficult to talk. L- listen to this A- about Adrian Tchaikovsky. Adrian Tchaikovsky was born in Lincolnshire. We've just been to Lincolnshire. Was born in Lincolnshire and studied zoology and psychology oh, at Reading perfect. before practicing law in Leeds. Wow! What? Yeah. How can he, how can he practice law if he studies know. psychology? I don't and know zoology. what level he studied, but what turns out what I want is somebody who studied zoology, psychology, and law. Oh. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> He's also a keen uh, live role player. Um, live role playing. What's that? Is that live role play? Is that like LARPing? He's an occasional amateur actor and is a tra- is trained in stage fighting. His uh, literary influences include Gene the- Wolfe, Mervyn Peake, China <laughs> Mieville, Mary Gently, Stephen Erickson, Naomi Novak, Scott Lynch, and Alan Campbell. I don't recognize Alan Campbell. I should look at Alan Campbell. Um, uh, he himself is already like uh, the perfect recipe for some good stories. Like just just. Of his interests, I think it's pretty fun. Uh, I see Alan Campbell as a uh, as a, uh, a actor. Maybe oh, this might be it. Alan Ca- Alan Campbell is a uh, a stage actor and screenwriter. Maybe ah. uh, uh, maybe these uh, that's the Alan Parker he's talking about there. Anyway, but just looking at those literary influences, I'm like yes, 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 fine, good, yes, good. On <gasps> his background, and that's what I want. I want someone to bring that. And to be yeah. honest, I think that's why like I like Alistair Reynolds, who yeah. was a space scientist and yeah, then went and on to be. Yeah, he all that in his. Yeah, because this is the like these people will feel comfortable with with all these things because this is what their life is about, right? Yeah. His, so his life is about that. Yeah. Like that's what I he, love it. Like, he's been thinking psychology about psychology in like I looked up the the plural of octopus. What does it say? You can also use octopi. Octopi. Like octopuses. Yeah. <laughs> octopuses is weird. Yeah, octopuses octopuses and octopi. Yeah, so it looks like he's been he's done like this whole like fantasy series with with um, with insect influenced um, fantasy series. Yeah, which is like Blood of the Mantis, uh, the Scarab Path, uh, uh-huh. the Dragonfly Falling. You know, all the you know uh-huh. uh, based around those kind of things, and then some science fiction stuff. So. And by the way, octopus is Greek. Not Latin, so octopi might not work. Octopi. In the way. Octopi might not work in that way because yes. octopi is a Latin ending, and right. octopus is a, a Greek word. Yeah. Let's just say octopus, okay? One. No, octopus. it's octopuses. It's octopuses. Octopus. Anyway, what I could do is talk more about this book, but I think I'm done because I yeah, just kind of explained it, it's, it's, what I love about this book, yeah. why it's a really, really good fun book. How's the, do you listen to, as an audiobook? Audiobook is great. Uh, let me quickly go over it. Audible, go to audible.com forward slash, no, audibletrial.com forward slash SFBRP and you can listen to this book for free. But don't. I would say get um, Fire Up on the Deep, read that, 
Mm-hmm. That's a good introduction to this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then read Deepness in the Sky. Never ever read Children of the Sky. Go on to Children of Time, Time. and then do Children of Ruin. All right. It feels right. It you feels know, like it. That feels right. Oh, that's fun. It's like it. Or just, or just do children. Of, if you want to read shorter books, just go children of time, children of ruin. But then when you go back and read Deepness in the Sky and uh, Fire Upon the will, Deep, it, it'll feel will, a bit familiar. But you'll yeah. understand. You'll understand more of what's going. Yeah. Or you'll understand the references and more of that kind of stuff. Cool. So, yeah. Sounds um, sounds fun to me. I yes. might check that out. Yeah. Well, let's fit- do, like I say, let's do Deepness in the Sky. Deepness in the Sky. It's a really ha- good book. The thing is, I have it as an audiobook somewhere. Deepness in the, in the Sky. Yeah, but I just don't do audiobooks. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Just get it from the library or get it on your... your I will your see. Media. I will see. Maybe. But it's it, it, it kind of a chunky book. So yeah, yeah. read it. Um, uh, go to audibletrial.com forward slash SFBRP to uh, support the podcast in that way. Or go to patreon.com forward slash Bird. You can also do that. Um, so what's the next thing? What do you mean, what's the next thing? What are you reading next? I'm going to rate this book. Oh, True, we forgot the. I forgot the rating. I don't think it's. What's your rating? I. I it's one of those weird things. It sounds things. like a f- four-star book. Yeah, here's the thing. There's lots of second movies in a series. Yeah. Or second books in a series, which are better than the first. Mostly movies, because often they'll get a different director <laughs> yeah. who then builds on the first. You know, it's so sort of like, and then put something on top. Yeah, it's like I think the second Hunger Games movie is better than the first. I've never, yeah. never seen the third movie. Yeah. Or is it four, three? Uh, I don't know. I think there's. I think, there's, I think there's four movies. Yeah. Anyway, I think the second movie... But it doesn't make... that You can't just say, oh, yeah, just watch the second one because it's better than the first. No, because it builds on the first right. movie. Or the, and that's... That, so what you did need you that. give the first book? Same with, same with uh, uh, Star Wars. You know, Star Wars... I think Empire is better than Star Wars, but it, you can't watch... You, you have to... It doesn't quite make Star sense. Star Wars is yeah, doing yeah. a lot of the heavy lifting for Empire Strikes Back. True. Um, and in this one, I think this is a better book in some ways because yeah. you actually you, you've got some char- it's more about one it's more about some human level characters you're sticking with some characters for longer okay because the first book was sort of like it's spread out over lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of time but the whole concept I, and idea yeah. is explored in the first book so. yes the, you need the basis of all those ex- ideas which were explored in the first book yeah. so when you get to the second book they can go oh let's do the first quarter recap yeah. the kind of things that you need to know from the first book but yeah. then now we've got three quarters of the book still to go on with these ideas and really get into the nitty gritty with yeah. some specific characters yeah, yeah. I liked the characters in this book I haven't mentioned any of the characters in this no, book no you didn't because that's up to you I haven't mentioned any of the story of what happens when humans meet aliens or you know don't, I don't need to talk about that I haven't talked about <laughs> them slime mold stuff and the consequences of that I don't need well, to well I can imagine some of that stuff go and tell me what do you think well uh, well I mean uh, it is obviously influencing the psychology of people yeah and um, it is really like I wouldn't say easy but you can get in humans brains really easy if yeah. you just uh, uh, like play if there's if, if you put into people's brains something yeah. is real, they will think it's real. Yeah. There's no way for humans to know. Yeah. Am I? Is it what I'm seeing? Yeah. Or is it what my brain We've says watched, I'm we want seeing? We want blindsight. <laughs> so like, hey, remember blindsight? Let's do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you're thinking, isn't it's, it? So it's like... pretty crazy. Uh, also, I'm thinking uh, really enough dementia in a way that yes, my grandmother was yeah acting upon things that for her were real yes and so she did see the pile of sand in the backyard i think you'll enjoy this book 
because because they, it's it, it's not saying hey these characters now have dementia because they've been infected with this brain thing. Yeah, but, but it's, it's so, one of those things where it's it like, explores it's of, that. It's it explores one of the that. most most creepy things for a human being because even though from the outside the outside people don't see that because it's objectively not there. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. It's the the horror or the what you experience in your head is as real yeah. as it would be there. Yeah. And I always find this this thing where someone says, Oh, when you get like dementia, you know, Alzheimer's or something and someone will say, Oh, you know, blah blah blah, Fred or something like that, you're like Oh no, Fred's dead. Like you, like he's already died. You just forgotten his. And every time that you tell someone, someone dementia, that someone they died, they re-experience yes. the grief of learning someone died for the first time. Yes. And when someone explained that to me for the first time, I was like, oh shit! Yeah, like you can't tell, you so... can't tell Alzheimer's disease people that their that their wife is dead like all the time because all yeah. you're doing is inflicting. It, it, bad news and grief on them all yeah, the time it's, it's a crazy it's a thing. horrible horrible thing and uh, and yeah so this is why all these like uh, psychology things that happen in your brain are just like to me it's just the worst thing ever like yeah. I mean of course there's pain when you're like whatever you cut your finger and it's pain yeah, but that's a but but that goes yeah yeah but but like something that happens in your brain and you don't know you don't even think if it's real or not because yeah. for you it is real. Of course it's real. Oh, this but is, that is like, that is what oh. reality is. It's like the, or is it? Anyway, yeah, exactly. So this book, other books are doing a lot of heavy lifting for this book. Specifically, yeah. the previous book in the series, yeah. also <laughs> Verna Vinge, also David Brin. I mean, like they weren't even name checking an author. Like yeah. there's some people who will, you know, they talk about like the. Uh, um, different drives, you know. Oh, you get the Ansible. Anytime there's an Ansible in there, you're like, wow, thank you very much, Ursula K. Le Guin, for putting that yeah. in there so now nobody has to do that. Yeah. You know, sort of like, thank you very much, um, uh, I'm to think of, like David Brin for doing this. Yeah. Also, oh, it's got a positronic brain. You're like, wow. Or like, there's laws of robotics. You like, need to yeah, don't even need to do it. Wow, yeah. these other people are doing a lot of heavy lifting. And that's, yeah. but that's what I like about science fiction. Like, hey, I don't need to just say, talk, a, do a story about space battles and politics because that's been done yeah. let's we take just have... all of science fiction yeah. all of modern science fiction from the 1990s all the way through to like we're talking 30 years of me reading science fiction yeah. they've just gone hey i've also read that same 30 years of science fiction and here's a book for luke and i'm like <laughs> thank you very much and i'm four and a half stars totally it's yes. not a five star book because it is it's not it's not it's not gr it's not a great novel yeah it's a really good novel it's yeah. a really fun novel it, Let, let's see if there's a third book upcoming yeah. Yeah. Maybe then a series. Maybe the series could be a five-star series. No, because again, I think it's 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 too dependent on other stuff. Oh, right. Like if it was a standalone novel, which with was all with ideas. all of this into it, yeah. I'd be mind blown, and I'd be like, "That's amazing!" But yeah. I'm like, "Oh, also as well, um, it was it uh, Brunner, um, which was uh, uh, what is it called, um, the Crucible of Time, mm -hmm. which was also a story about. Uh, I mentioned this before. It's a story about a, a planet." which has some kind of gribbly alien stuff. And it's the story of how that is developed. They develop space flight over, you know, right. generations and generations and like epochs, you know, yeah. and as their societies change and as they evolve as different, you know, as into different creatures and yeah. how they shape. Because what happens is in that one, they see a dark patch in the sky and they realize that this gas cloud that they're heading towards mm. their sun is heading towards it mm. and over time so, they realize oh we're heading towards that so we need to be in space by the time that that, that arrives yeah. to be able to save us and yeah. they're like yeah but that's okay because we've got you know we've got 
280,000 years uh-huh. until our sun arrives in that gas cloud right. for us to get the technology level right. high enough for yeah. us to, you know, spread out and, and avoid it. Mm. And they're like, all right. Let's or whatever, it. It, or is it millions of years? So it's sort of like a million year story about this de- development of space flight from us. So that's that's kind of going on here. I don't think I'm, I'm not saying Adrian Tchaikovsky read that book as well, but it's also in there too. Cool. So how, how old is this guy? I don't know. I don't care. Should I care? Yeah. Why? Because you just said, oh yeah. I don't know. Mid thirties, I guess. Yeah, well, it makes sense then to have read all the books that you've read. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's really great that uh, uh, where's your farm? He said he's from Lincolnshire. Yeah, it, 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 the Wikipedia doesn't list his age. Oh. Um, so, don't know. All right. Don't know. Well, cool. Anyway, um, four and a half stars for this book. Children yeah. of Ruin. Yeah. So, you recommend it? I do. But, like I say, I've already given my... Uh, about the author. I've already given my uh, provisos for my recommendation. Don't right. jump into this book. Yeah. Either do, it, either do some Verna Vinci first... Or Children of Time. Or go to Children of Time. Yeah, then never man. read Children of the Sky. Never read Children of the Sky. Um, <laughs> I dip back deep down. Do, 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 do. He's been writing writing since 2002. So yeah, probably mid-30s, 40. I don't know. There's just interviews with him. I don't know. I can't, uh, I can't see his other stuff. So, yeah. He looks Thumbs a bit up. older than mid-30s. What? He's a guy with a beard with some glasses. You're looking at the same picture as me. Yeah. Let's do guess guess the age of Adrian Tchaikovsky. <laughs> I can look on Twitter. Maybe it's on Twitter. Well, why would it be on Twitter? I'd have to become his. Is it not? Is it not on? Um... Maybe I'll maybe I'll become his friend on Facebook and then see when his birthday is. Maybe I should start um, stalking Adrian Tchaikovsky. <laughs> oh, it when work. you say it, it sounds like agent. Adrian Agent Tchaikovsky. <laughs> Um, let, let me look up. No, look I think on. we have to, have to finish this. Oh, Apt Shadow. He, his, uh, his name is. Uh, what? His, his, name? His, Twitter, his Twitter name is, is named after something in his book. Ha! Clever. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's it doesn't a fantasy say... author. Yeah, it looks like maybe in his 40s. Oh, look at what he says. Yes, do not tag authors in negative reviews. Um. Stumbling, and it says, stumbling across a review who aren't tagged in becomes unexpectedly terrifying. Yep. I don't think I've ever tagged. I tag some authors on Twitter if it's a if a a, a book I like. Yeah. But I don't tag them in. I don't want someone to hear me just ripping into one of their books. No. But I'll uh, do it as well. All right, that's good. Um, That's good. Adrian Tchaikovsky. I will definitely check it out. Let me put one to read. Bloop. All right, so we know the next book that we're going to do. We're going to do Deepness in the Sky. I'm going to read more Doop. about spiders. Okay. Let's go over to... Where is it? Deepness. Uh, let me look for Deepness. I think it's actually even already in my uh, in my wish list. Deep- it's been there because it's been in my wish list for a long time. On Deepness in the Sky. Yeah. Zones Deepness of Thought, book two. In... Here's, the, here's the issue. Length. 28 yeah. hours, 19 sky. minutes. What? 28 hours, 19 minutes. Wow. That's why you never got to the audiobook version. <laughs> Here's it's the thing. The you zone. read it. You mm. read it. Mm. When you're finished, I'll mm. listen to it all. When, you're, when you've got a few chapters left, I'll start <laughs> listening to the audiobook. Yeah. Because I can get through that on my next work trip, no yeah, problem at yeah, all. Yeah. But it's going to take you a few months to re- get yeah, this book Yeah, I think finished. I do have it in my audible, but I'm just not going to get through this. Uh, like, I don't even know when I would 
listen to it. I don't even yeah. have the time. We don't I would fall asleep. Yeah, well, that's how Probably. I get through it. All right, that's it. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, oh, follow me on Twitter. Oh, no, what, the what's the next? Oh, is that the comment? Because I've still read uh, the Murderbot, the second Murderbot. Ah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and next you up. should read this. I've got another Murderbot to go. And talk about that. Yeah. Because it's, again, a second book in the series. Yeah, but it's a novella. I'm not even... I'll read Look it. Look Yeah. It Deep is in the Sky. You have it as an audiobook. Narrated in by Peter Larkin. In English? Yeah. Peter Larkin says, oh, well, maybe I'll... Four parts. Yeah. Oh, well, in fact, I won't spend an Audible credit on it. I'll just sign in. I'll just sign into your Audible account and uh, and I do it there. I, I don't have an Audible account. No, I'm no, sure no, I can no, you, can, you do. You do. Yeah? You're not, um, you don't have a subscription anymore. I'm sure I can give this to you no, somehow. No, it doesn't work that way. No? It's fine. Okay. You, you still have an Audible account. That's yours for now. You could just download it and listen to it oh, if you want okay. to. The point is, I'll just sign into your Audible app on my phone. What's up? Don't, don't tell people about... No, it's fine. Shitty. It's totally fine for me to sign into your own It's not... We it's are not family. We are family. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, so uh, you read Murderbot. It's a short book. And yeah. Then we'll we make, do, we, and then I think, we do... If I think it's worth talking sky. about, we'll talk about it. Okay. Because it is only a novella. It is a novella. But, but but do you think it's worth talking about on y- the podcast? You have been uh, complaining a lot about second books that only really have the content of a novel. Oh no no wait a second! Put Is into this... a long thing. Uh, okay. I think I, I enjoyed it. I might have things to say about that. All right, let's talk about it then. All right, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.